presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty V here with Paralegal Mike. Thank you so much for checking out the show this week. Mike, how are you, pal? Oh, I'm not bad in yourself. I, I think I'm doing okay, I'm not going to lie. Rough Monday to start the week. Not a great day for uh, your pal Scotty V here, work-wise. But, yeah, one of those days. Ooh, ooh, back to back days. Yeah, yeah. So it's getting good now. We're doing the podcast right now. We're talking a little bit of pro wrestling, which I've been looking forward to. I feel like I hit a bit of a a lull here in the last couple of weeks when it comes to wrestling. Oh, and I'm not sure why. Maybe because honestly, I haven't been watching as much as I usually do. I haven't been watching full raws. Uh, I'm watching Dynamites in Pieces or the next day or the the Saturday after kind of thing, which I don't like doing. I like watching the shows as they air on TV so I can live with them and react to them. But I just haven't been able to do that. That's just been life lately. So I'm really hoping that I can readjust all that this coming weekend with full gear. I'm really hoping I can watch Dynamite live this weekend and I'm going to try my damnedest, but we'll get there when we get there. Mike. Yes. You good? You feeling good, pal? Pretty, pretty good. You want to talk about wrestling? I do. Before we get into uh, the actual wrestling, I do want to thank headline Sean Martins once again. Uh, if you missed it, and shame on you if you did, but if you're following this podcast, you saw it pop up on your uh, your feed as you're hitting that follow button on uh, the In My House Pro Wrestling podcast. You got the notification there that we launched uh, another uh, edition of our interview series, Backstage Brawl, with headline Sean Martins. Sean, thanks again for uh, coming on the show and had a nice little chat with us boys here. We'll see you on the 25th. That's right. CWE November to remember the big 50 man rumble and so many more, including the legend Ultimo Dragon showing up. That tour gets started this week. 
And I, ho- I hope he doesn't open the show because I'm gonna be late. <laughs> I'll, I'll get him to stall. If anything happens, I'll throw UK no. in the ring. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna be previewing AEW Full Gear. That is this weekend. The cards looking real strong. But before we get into that, Mike, I do want to touch on Monday Night Raw this week, and uh, the biggest storyline is the. Looks like full heel turn of Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre turns his back, takes out Jay Uso. And this hasn't been a surprise. This, this really shouldn't be a surprise because since Jay Uso has showed up on Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre is like, I don't trust you. I don't like you. You cost me the championship against Roman. I don't want you anywhere around me. I'm going to take you out at some point. And we got that this past week on Raw, costing Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso the tag team titles. The big part about that, Mike, that was at the end, in the entranceway, as McIntyre is walking back up to the ramp, Rhea Ripley meets him at the top of that ramp, and they exchange a, what I would say is a business-like handshake. Yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm actually looking at an image of that said handshake <laughs> right now. I like the way it ended because it feels like their teasing is Drew McIntyre and Judgment Day, and we have to tune in next week on Monday Night Raw to find out, which I love. You know, common sense kind of prevails. I think it's just a business transaction to help keep the tag titles on Judgment Day. Going into Survivor Series War Games, we could see Drew McIntyre on the team Judgment Day. I don't think he's joining Judgment Day. I don't think it'd be a good fit. I just don't. But I like that they left that cliffhanger there. Yeah. I mean, I watched the the little bit of the segment of the heel turn. If that's what we're going to call it already. I mean, it sounds yeah. like you're just getting added to a Survivor Series team and then maybe do nothing after that. Yeah. That's likely. <laughs> That's extremely likely. Um, I think it's to keep that heat with Seth going, to be honest with you. I think I think they want to run that program a little bit longer is what I'm going to get from that. Like, it's good they lean into the J stuff, but like the way those sides are shaping up, like looking like Drew's going to get another shot at that title. I think so, too. I think before we get that, we get a big marquee matchup between Jey Uso and Drew McIntyre. And however that goes is how it goes. But I don't, that's just my thinking. Do we see that at the Rumble? And then it goes into Drew versus Seth at Mania? Yeah. I mean, could, could be. I, I, that's just, haven't really thought about it. I haven't fantasy booked all the way there yet for Drew or Seth. I kind of want to see how things play out with Survivor Series and the night after Survivor Series. Then I can get on that road because after Survivor Series, we're going, I believe, right into the Royal Rumble. I don't think there's another pay-per-view before. I don't know if there is. But interesting way. I like that they left the tease. I'm hearing mixed reviews on Raw this week. Um, Some people liked it. Some people just were, it was another typical three-hour Raw. But I've been enjoying Raws lately. Everybody that's on my screen has some storyline, whether it's a middle, beginning, or or end of a storyline. So I've been enjoying that aspect of it. But. Drew McIntyre, let us know. Judgment Day, not Judgment Day. Hit us up on the socials at In My Host Pod and let us know what you think. But Mike, yes, it's a big one here for AEW. Full Gear is a big show. Well, it's funny because usually I save my little news till the end, but we're segueing into AEW. <laughs> Scott, I got a question for you before we get into Full Gear. Ooh, I like this. Is AEW profitable? Ooh, great question. Uh, this is just a pure guess. I, I'm i going to say no right now. They're not doing house shows. The ratings aren't great, but 
Warner Brothers seems to be happy with them. And they did a pretty big gate over at UK. Is it profitable? My guess is going to be no. That was my initial reaction. I'm going with that. Well, I'll tell you, Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics, if any of you care about that guy, <laughs> you might. You, you might. might. Mm-hmm. Um, it says they're, I'm confident they aren't profitable now. They need to make $200 million a year in media rights to get to profitability. They'll get some increase. They could get triple what they're getting now. It's not unreasonable, but he's going to continue to run the company and do what he's doing, whether it's profitable or not. Is coming out of this. Um, I, I hope he's got a huge economics background, to be fair, because it's a bold claim. Also, yes, this is coming from someone with very deep pockets to be able to bankroll something like this. Now, go ahead, Scott. I see you, you're leaning in here. I love it. Well, you you kind of brought up my point. I hope he's got a very strong economics background because how would he know other than just a, a, a quick educated guess? And I don't like the whole thing. Well, Tony's a multi-billionaire. He can afford to lose whatever. Tell me one billionaire that wants to lose millions and millions and millions of dollars. None of them do. See, this is where most billionaires are. They are losing in some cases, but where the other avenues are, they're gaining money. So you're almost, it's almost like you're kind of breaking even if you're someone like them, if it be sports teams where your hands in your investments elsewhere could maybe afford you something like this. I don't think being a billion dollar, a multi-billion dollar juggernaut like WWE was ever in the question or in the cards Mm -hmm. for AEW. And and it shows like, I, I mean, growth in attendance is clearly stagnant. Um, there was talks also to to cut cost for programming. It sounds like Ring of Honor may be in worry of getting the chop, mm. which I'd say you probably should have handled Ring of Honor better. We know why you got it, and it was that library. Like it was you you spent money to get that to have that catalog of of matches. I also feel like he got it so Hunter and the Fed didn't get it. For sure. And and you know what? To be fair, I don't know if Hunter and the Fed wanted it. It, It's just it's a pure guess kind of thing. Right. But the the library was available for sale, went to the highest bidder. That was Tony. And I mean, but that's why I say, too, I'm like, if it was the highest bidder, I would truly believe if they wanted to stick it to AEW at that time, the Fed definitely could have. Yeah, taken that. Absolutely. They, They already have the network to put it on. They have the platform to already use it. But I think the conversation came down to like, we trust Tony because of how his promotion is similar to ours. You you mentioned it right there. The network. That is something that I believe can bring in revenue for a company like AEW. And they seem to be just struggling, even with their, their rights partners, Warner Brothers, of getting a streaming service going or even being added to, to like HBO Plus that they could be on there. There seems to be some sort of blockage there. And that could be costing them money, but there's a lot more smarter people that are involved in that that are saying this isn't profitable to be on HBO Plus, in my opinion. So Warner, Warner Brothers is also in a spot where they're like, they shelve movies for tax breaks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they're looking at all of their their parts moving forward. I th- I do believe they should have a home on HBO Max. Yeah, I, I think it will definitely help the brand a whole lot more. But only time will tell. It's definitely not happening this year. We are way too close to the end of the year to see that 
yeah. that announcement. I think everyone with him announcing like the tickets being on sale for um, All In Again, mm-hmm. I think people were expecting it to be we're coming HBO Max. Yeah, so I actually have another issue with that. People get really pissed off about Tony Khan saying I've got announcements coming, and it doesn't bother me. Do you know why? Because he, I, in my opinion, he's learned from his mistake. The last announcement, which was the AEW tickets being sold, I think, or yeah. the, this yeah, tournament the coming in. up. Yeah. Oh, the tournament. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He never used the words, I've got a massive announcement, a huge announcement. He just has said, Tony Khan has an announcement coming up. But people just skip that part and just hey, go, with, oh, I've got a big announcement. And I mean, good for you. I still think it's bad business practice, too. If you're uh-huh. going out of your way to say you're going to be on the show, it's like when we heard Vince McMahon was going to be on the show or we would watch to know Vince McMahon was coming out. Became a C. Yeah. For that, I mean, Tony, that's a press release during the week. Pal. There's enough coverage in wrestling where everyone's going to hear about it anyway. You have you have a pretty wide social media reach mm-hmm. to bog down your show to be like, you can get all in tickets now. You're like, hey, well, this show is pretty fucking far out. Like, <laughs> yeah. And cool. you've got... You've gotten good at video packages. You could have put together yeah. a great video package and, you know, and done it that way. I agree. At, at the beginning of Dynamite, be like, stick around in an hour. We've got a great announcement coming up. You're not going to want to miss it. But uh, that was my nitpick. Anyway, um, I think ticket sales will be back on the rise again for next year for AEW. I think <sighs> I, I think they can turn around. They've done it before. I think a lot of issues have hurt them. The CM Punk issues. Um the weird splitting of the roster between collision and dynamite. And now that that's kind of not there anymore, but there's still not a lot of talent being featured. I I think they're going to get it right. And we're going to see some fun shows from AEW next week or next year. Sorry, but that's my opinion. Good luck to them. Yeah. Book smaller <laughs> venues. Book smaller venues. That's it. Right. Until, until you prove the demand is there for bigger rooms. You know your markets, you know arenas that are going to sell. But if you're moving to other places, you can find smaller venues, man, and still have that show look and feel big. Agreed. Two cents. And speaking of big shows, let's talk about AEW Full Gear 2023. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say, well, it's the big show. <laughs> not anymore, I'm not saying that. Well, he's on the card, so you know. Well, he's, I mean, he's not the big show, so. Ugh. Yeah, man, let's get into Full Gear. I'm actually very excited about it. Is this this weekend? On a yep. Saturday, AW sa- finally going back to a Saturday pay-per-view. On a Saturday. Cannot wait. Yeah. Very excited. Cannot wait to stream it for free on Sunday. <laughs> Let's go through it. Scotty, Ricky yeah. Starks, and Big Bill versus Roosh. Andralistico? Yep. You did a great job there. Versus FTR versus Kings of the Black Throne. Brody King and Malachi Black for the AEW World tag team championship full disclosure most of this story has been told on collision which us canadians have to pay for to watch okay let's so let it go i will i will not let it go i I mean everyone who's listening to the pod scotty can't watch collision it's very upsetting yeah but so i haven't been super following the storyline outside of stuff i'm seeing on twitter this is just a pure guess and maybe a want i'm excited black throne Oh, I, I, come on, man. I, I, I'm right there with you. Love that. Love me some House of Black. You know right. it. I do. But I think with um, the returning Roosh, like, I think it's probably smarter to have Roosh and Drillistico get it. I spoke with my, my heart a second ago, Mike. 
I listen, you... and you were not speaking with your heart because that's how you not get Booker of the Year. Well, that's not true at all. It's just how Cody you get Rhodes. Fucked. It's Cody how you get fucked over at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes lost. It's how you get fucked over at WrestleMania. It's how you get the fucked over show, the show of shows. So, yeah, well, that that it... almost like seals it for Booker of the Year for me. Is that match? It fucking sucks because I can't argue that exact point because you're kind of fucking right. <laughs> yeah. But no, this it's an exciting group of teams. Good showcase for Big Bill. Get That's him moving. They you just know, put like, those titles on him. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be nice. And like, it sucks to see like Ricky Starks was like on a good upswing and then he's like, you're a tag team now. And it's, it feels like you and Big <laughs> Bill are just, just a team now. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Just from what the dirties were saying at the time, it sounds like Ricky Starks is the guy that suffered the most out of the CM Punk departure because they yeah. were getting into a big program. Uh, so are you going with uh, Roosh and Drillis to go? I am. I just think it was so quiet with Roosh not being around and they kind of hyped it up. It's like Roosh is back and like the internet seemed hype. But like when he was doing that first inaugural run, I was like, this guy, is, he's good. But like, I'm not seeing him work a whole lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick I, um, with my pick. Yeah, cool. Like, I mean, I'd love, trust me, I'd love to see some House of Black victories, man. So they, would I. Like, they, uh, they're so good. They, they they're are so good. We saw Brody and Regina, and it was, I believe it was just a dark match, a squash match kind of thing, right? But the guy's so massive and huge, and those guys commit to their character and that gimmick so damn much. They should be holding World Championship gold all across the board, in my opinion. But uh, I believe Alistair Black or Malachi Black which one is he? whatever Mr. Black is he's getting hurt a lot, unfortunately. And I think that's been hurting the group. Uh, Julie Hart's doing great stuff there, but my, I'm going with my heart and my instinct pick, which was Kings of uh, the black house or whatever cool. they're called. Yeah. Uh, but my, my head says, even though it's not official that uh, Ricky Starks and big bill will retain. will retain. Yeah. yeah. Probably also like a good call. Like I don't think FTR or um, Kings of the black throne need it. But um, it'd be cool to see like if you're gonna push Roosh now, this is probably the way to do it. I'd like to see it. In programs. Moving on, we've got Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Red Velvet slash Sky Blue. <laughs> so it'll be Sky Blue. Yeah. Uh, Chris Statlander's not losing this one. No, 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 no. I don't think you take it off Chris Statlander yet either. I'm I'm 100 with you. I don't think Julia Hart's ready to have that title, and I definitely don't think they're ready to give it to Sky Blue. So Chris Atlander is going to get a nice victory for the TBS championship. To retain, to retain. To retain. Yeah. Uh, what do I want to talk about next? It's just not on my list. So here we go. Um, it was a decent enough promo for this, but we've got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. Okay. Yeah, we're entering that territory again where the Young Bucks are becoming whiny heels. And jealous of Kenny hanging out with other guys. I mean, it's a good way to finally get Kenny back in a serious singles picture. I don't see this blowing up into a big program, or at least I hope it doesn't. I want to see Kenny Omega wrestling other great fucking wrestlers. Yeah. In order to do that, we should probably separate from the stuff that's been going on. So let's just get this over with. Have Kenny and Chris go over on the Bucks. I think is the logical answer here. Unless there's a bunch of people turning and some shenanigans happening involving the Bucks. I could see that. I also think what is Kenny doing for Wrestle Kingdom? They is, have it, to... is it him and Osprey again, do you think? You gotta imagine with Will's contract being up after mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. 
I imagine they may throw that strap back on Kenny. Okay. Um, Because really, like, what are you going to do? You're not going to let, he's not reset. Like, I'm pretty sure Will Ospreay is not going to resign with New Japan. I, I don't think so either. I think, do you think Kenny comes back to retire Will Ospreay from New Japan? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be at this point, unless, unless Will Ospreay is going to shock the world and say he's going to do another year in Japan. Yeah. In Would which you... case, yeah, it makes sense for Will to beat Kenny. Mike, I, I, you kind of wavered me. I was going full blown Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, but I think Shenanigans could be involved. Yeah, well, it, it's the only way it's going to mm-hmm. play out for the Bucks' favor. They're not winning clean if the I, Bucks win. I'm going Bucks win on this one, and okay. I think that Osprey may even get involved with the. Don Callis family guys. Oh, the and Bucks it, joined the Callis family. N- no, I think we're just going to get more like the Bucks are going to really be like, fuck you, Kenny. We need the real Kenny back and a more aggressive Kenny, the cleaner Kenny esque in this generation. So I think the Bucks will win to smarten up Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'm going Kenny and Chris going over on hey. the Bucks to keep them being like, if they want to continue being whiny bitch boys, then that's the way to do it. Okay, or it, they win and they have that outcome, or they win and they all shake hands. You're going Golden Jets. I'm going Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm going I like Golden it. Jets. Next up, could be another another big heater. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Ooh. Strickland again. Pretty excited. Texas Death Match. Pretty excited. Hangman cut a hell of a promo this past weekend. Hell of a promo talking about you know after the after this match. Hangman's going to be walking by the gravesite with his son, and they're both going to piss on Swerve Strickland's grave. And I was like, God damn, that's stiff. But that's what I love and want to see out of pro wrestling. Some real, real strong promos like that. When I see a promo like that, I'm like, okay, Hangman can't lose. He just can't lose. But on the other hand, Mike, I got the other hand here. Swerve has been so hot and just climbing the ladder. In AEW, as far as popularity, heel work, one of the best heels in that company right now that's sticking to that heel gimmick, not fucking around on Twitter and going the other way. I can't call right now. What are, what are you doing? I I want it to be Swerve because I want Me Swerve too. to the fucking moon. Like, I really do. Like, I, I think Swerve is the way to go. I agree. I, no, I'm doing it. I'm going swerve. Yeah. The reason is it, just in my head, I'm like, hangman kind of disappears after pay-per-views. He goes away. Doesn't need this win now. I'm going swerve. It doesn't, right seem, now. it doesn't seem like hangman ever needs the win anymore. Yeah, and that, that kind of takes away the fun of watching him for me. Like the urgency of, of like, I want something. I want to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. He's just it doesn't seem like he's that guy. Or I mean, this program, because did swerve swerve went over last time, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So if they're smart, like you could build this into a fucking program, like have Hangman go over. Now I'm almost convincing myself that Hangman will win. Well, they've done some great stuff with (laughs) with Swerve breaking into Hangman's house, going into his kid's room. Like the program is there. It all the groundwork is laid. So I like fantastic. Maybe maybe it's smart. Like fuck, I'm gonna I'm switching. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hangman. You're going Hangman, especially in the Texas Death Match. Like it just. I think this should go to three. 
I think the program's so good. Like, if this match delivers, it it should definitely go three. I'm gonna go Hangman on this one. I like it. I I you brought it up earlier. I've kind of lost confidence in Hangman's booking, I guess, because he does go away a lot and spend a lot of time with his family, which you can't hurt the man or you know argue that at all. Never would, never will. But this outcome of the match, if if Swerve's obviously sticking around and doing his thing and climbing the ladder, like we were saying, Swerve can't afford to lose. Hangman, nope. and that's kind of the basis of what this feud even started on. Swerve coming out saying you don't really fight for anything anymore. I'm fighting for your spot. You got that spot. You're handed that spot. I'm working my way to it. You just kind of come and go as you please. It's, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's the, the fire lighting for hangman, but they're not done that. Like it'll go okay. three. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking with swerve. I think swerve's got this one and we're going to see some I, great storytelling. It's, it's one of those things. Head is going hangman <laughs> for my pick, but heart like fucking swerve should be elevated. Yeah. I like it. I like cool. it. Next up, we have Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. Uh, match of the night. And that's oh. so hard to say, but oh. I love what Orange Cassidy has been doing. We're seeing more aggressive Orange Cassidy in an Orange Cassidy way. It seems like this whole year, Orange Cassidy has done nothing but wrestle his ass off. And this uh, this feud with going back and forth because Mox got hurt. Yeah kind of thing right and then he comes back and he's wanting the title and he's jumping orange and orange has been busting his ass and he's kind of saying show me some goddamn respect like i'm busting my ass here i'm not the one getting hurt and when i am hurt i'm still showing up and working yeah even after he lost the title he kicked off the show after uh all in i mean the guys out there working this one's hard to call because I always feel like going into this time of year for wrestling, you start heating up your big main event guys, your main event caliber guys. And John I mean, Moxley. Toys, toys ain't going to sell themselves for the holiday. Right. John Moxley is one of those guys. He's one of the faces of AEW. So I'm leaning towards that. Okay. I, I'm going I, Moxley. I'm going Moxley on this one. I'm going to say it. Maybe a hot take for some people. Mm-hmm. I have not been impressed with John Moxley in the ring for like the last six months. I'm with you. I I think John Moxley's incredible professional wrestler. I think what John Moxley has been bringing to the table is like a bad Eddie Kingston match. <laughs> <laughs> you're dude, you're not wrong. Like, yeah, we get some crazy spots, but in my opinion. I need to see Moxley sell and register some shit. There's been so I, many times where he's been getting hit. He doesn't even flip his head back. Doesn't sell a gut punch or a gut kick or anything, unless that's just the position he has to be in. And that is not really that fun for me to watch. I mean, no. last week we we're throwing praise left and right for how Logan Paul is selling his ass off and making guys look like a million dollars, which is completely different and a different way for me to enjoy wrestling compared to Moxley putting scooters in guys' heads and bringing out thumbtacks and barbed wire bats lit on fire. Yeah. Two very different things. I can, I can watch that stuff for a while, but I'd rather watch just a great wrestling match. I, I know orange Cassidy is going to sell his ass off for Mox. I kind of hope we get some of that back and in, in, in Moxley selling his ass off for orange, but 
We haven't seen it in a while. I'm going Moxley <sighs> on this one for new international champion. I'm I'm going Orange Cassidy. I think the stock is is staying there because I still don't think they see him as a world champion. Like, like the world champion. Uh, moving on. We have the team of Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Dude, this one is one of the ones that can really go either way. It can. You can have. You can keep the the hot, hot heat on the heels. I hope you do. I hope you do. Or you give Adam Copeland his first one on an AEW pay per view. The beginning of the send off of Sting with a victory, and the even more of the rub to Darby as Sting's on his way out. There's okay. two very okay. different things there and good ways to go. I don't think either one of them is wrong. I would pick both of them, but I have to make a choice. And your choice is the baby faces. I'm going baby faces. I'm not. I think it takes all the steam away from all three of those guys if they lose this match. I think it hurts Luchasaurus. I think it hurts Nick's, Nick Wayne. And I think it'll stop momentum on arguably the best work Christian Cage has done in a very, very long time. This is all leading to Edge and Christian one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens with Darby and Sting and Luchasaurus Nick Wayne is irrelevant. This is all leading down the path of Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. That's what's happening. I can't argue that at all. I do believe that the heels need to keep all their heat and get yes. even more heat. And again, have it like hit concerto, do something like really punish Copeland, right? Like, I think they all get the better of them. Like, yeah. I think that'd be huge for Nick Wayne to really get over on Darby. I mean, Sting at this point, like having Luchasaurus go over on you, like fucking whatever, you're Sting. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've done it all. Like nothing can really hurt the rep of Sting, even if his farewell tour doesn't matter this doesn't hurt the legacy of sting if they lose here i just think these heels need to keep going we need to keep this nice and hot for the moments that are going to matter and i think that big moment is going to be adam copeland christian cage like that's without a doubt gonna be a must-see marquee match it writes itself mike let's be honest all christian has to do is come out and say sting your retirement tour ends tonight ed you came back shortest return ever your career ends tonight. Darby, your career hasn't even started. Ends tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, and I want those heels to do everything they can to end those guys' career in the match. It's, I, I mean, I'm, I, I, again, as we, we're getting down to the last 10 minutes of the program, but I'm saying for sure the heels, I'm definitely going Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne okay. for the win. I'm going baby faces on it. I just, uh, this is, this is the most split we've been on a, a wrestling card in a while. So it has this, this might be the deciding factor because outside of Survivor Series, there's no other pay per views except for the one on New Year's Eve, which won't count towards our year end review. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm. For the AEW Women's World Championship, it's got to be timeless, Tony Storm. And this one's tough to call too. Just like it, in my opinion, Mox and OC because Sheeta just got the championship back. She's she, been that doing happened well. to Sheeta a couple of times, so yeah, none of that matters. But timeless Tony Storm is so damn over and doing oh. amazing work. And when it comes down to it, fucking great in the ring as well. I think you have to pull the trigger on this one. I'm I'm going Tony Storm. I just think you have to. Yes. It's not going to hurt Sheeta to lose again. No, she's she's a mainstay in that division, and I think 
I think the safe bet is Tony Storm. I think the best gimmick going is the timeless Tony Storm gimmick in in uh, the women's division. So Absolutely. fucking championship material. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm definitely saying timeless Tony Storm. All right, we're gonna do this one next. Um, MJF and partner to be announced versus the Guns for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. It's over. The dream is dead. I do believe that the Guns are going to pick up this victory and become the um, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions to really get some straps on that Bullet Club Gold. That's that's a very good call. I was trying to think back and forth. This show, by the way, or this match is on the kickoff show. Another um, classic. Make MJF work twice in one night. Exactly right. So oh, you fucked me up here because you, you said it's time to get some straps on Bullet Club Gold, and you're so right because I'm pretty sure we know how the main event's going to go. But I don't know because the way they've been angling it and teasing it, Samoa Joe is going to be MJF's partner. And I could see them being like the new buddy team now until no, Adam Cole comes back. See, and that leads us into our, our next question. Well, you know what? I'll save that one for after the main event because okay. I do I do think the guns are going to, to go over. Okay. And I think when the show starts that way with them, Okay. That means Bullet Club Gold can get involved and 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 have some shenanigans happen. Really fire them up because then we have to talk about MJF versus Jay White. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. You kind of sold me on this one. I'm, I have to go guns too. I also yeah. think Joe is going to be the reason that MJF loses this match. That That's good. Okay. That works. I'm going guns. All right. Now, well AEW is in a tricky situation. Ooh, you got ooh. Jay White. Mm-hmm. And are you still banking on your your champion MJF? Because I think you should a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am picking MJF, but I'm really torn on this one. Just because I'm like fucking Bullet Club Gold is awesome. Yes, they are. They are they are fucking awesome. And it would be real nice to see them with some fucking straps. Jay White's incredible talent. I just don't know if we're ready to take that belt off MJF yet. There's too much going on with that. Who's who's under the mask? Yeah, that's a good call, Mike. To, so, to say it here to give it to Jay White. A couple things here. You could give it to Jay White, then have it flip flop back on MJF at the New Year's Bash pay per view. But then you're just you're perfectly ruining a solid long lengthy run for nothing. But he's already for got that, the yeah. he's already got the ti- he's already got the 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 record for the longest title reign ever in AEW. Cool. All right. Then yeah, you know what? Good point. You could lose this trap. And then MGF becomes a two-time world champion, which they love touting that as well. And I, I like hearing that kind of stuff too. So in my in my heart and in my head, I don't see MJF losing at all. So I'm I'm writing down MJF. I'm I'm with I'm putting MJF too. Like I it I'm not mad either way. No actually for the first time in a long time, I'm not mad if MJF loses to Jay White. Like Jay White would be a great heel champion. He'd be so good. Uh, another big reason why I don't think MJF loses is because they've done such a good job of building Jay White, Samoa Joe, uh, Wardlow. Even Kenny's mentioned MJF's name, like I'm coming for the title. I, once I'm done with my shit, I'm coming for the title. Yeah. You switch that to Jay White, you've kind of lost all that. And Potentials, I think, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't think you want to lose that yet because it is cool having this whole like, when's Wardlow going to strike aspect of that storyline it's almost like when's someone going to cash in 
you know, so it's, that's fun. And I think if you lose the title uh, or take the title off of MJF, you lose that, that's fun storyline because after that, it's just Wardlow beating up MJF for the sake of beating up MJF, not, not to take the title off him, which is what every guy has been saying they want to do. It's my time as world champion. So Warlow's is more personal, but he's also mentioned I'm taking that championship off you as well. So yeah, I think MJF retains. Do we do we see who's behind, uh, under the devil mask? I'm going oh, no. Um, I I mean I don't think yeah, but it's we we're still in the camp of it's probably going to be Adam Cole Bebe. Like I still think like yeah. that's the choice. The internet really is blowing up because they're laughing at the idea that it could be Roderick Strong. Like they're using that as like the goof pick and the way they're selling it so seriously that it could yeah. just be Roderick Strong. Obviously, another big one that's being talked about is Jack Perry. Oh, really? Having Jack Perry be the man under the mask. Very interesting because all the terrible takes I've seen there, everyone's saying it's CM Punk and it's fucking not CM Punk. I, I mean, would be blown I, away. I'm, I'm I'm different on you that that's a terrible take. It is that's a terrible brilliant take. fucking booking if you get away with that. If if it is, okay, yes, I will it, agree. Clearly now. it can't be the case. <laughs> no. But if you do it, mm-hmm. everyone has to take their hat off and fucking bow down to yeah. how brilliant that was. Dude, don't get me this excited because that's that'd be so fucking amazing. But see, don't even say that's that bad of a take <laughs> when you actually think about it. I mean, I thought the first time with the elite was a fucking work. So what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Um, another the other one now, um, the big surprise, Dolph Ziggler is gonna be the man under the mask. Oh, I like that one a lot. Just because like where where are you gonna fit him in, right? Like that's the thing. You're you're bringing in a guy and starting him off at the main event, and is he gonna take the title? Well, most likely not in his first chance. So then you're having him lose in his like that's doesn't make sense to me. Is he part of that group? Maybe. I would love to see it if it was three guys that were not AEW guys, like a Ziggler and maybe someone else, maybe some yeah. guys from New Japan. They reveal themselves and then they join the Bullet Club as well. I'd like that. I mean, grow that faction, right? To me, it's got to be Adam Cole. I just think yeah. that's the one that I, makes it... the most sense. And uh, I would love that storyline. I agree. Mike, I know. Uh, okay, go ahead. Another show down. Another show down uh, next week. We're going to be recapping this show as best we can, plus previewing Survivor Series. Like we got a jam-packed deal here. We might, we'll try to keep it tight. But if we got to do a bit of a megasode, we it might may have to be do a, a maybe a megasode. Maybe a megasode. <laughs> Guys, just be prepared. Uh, but thanks for uh, checking out the show, and make sure you check out our interview with Headline Sean Martin's Backstage Brawl Episode Three. That's up on the Spotify and everywhere else. You're going to want to check it out. And yeah, local wrestling's coming to Western Canada. A lot of local wrestling, including Canadian Wrestling Elite. Check it out. We've got a great show coming to Regina. Ultimo Dragons on this tour. You want to see a fucking living legend wrestling, you're going to want to check it out. If you also just want to see a living legend, Paralegal Mike will be there. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Not wrestling. Well, it's a 50-man battle royal. Never say never, brother. You're right. Did we get booked for that? Like, did you just not send me that email? (laughs) Just... Leave a little cliffhanger for the listeners out there. <laughs> stay around, stay tuned, make sure you buy your tickets and make sure you hit follow here on the podcast on uh, in my house, pro wrestling podcast. Make sure you're doing everything on the Spotify's and everything as well. Give us a great rating. We're out of time, Mike. It has been fun. Watch AEW full gear this weekend. Comment, hit us up on the socials and we will interact with you all about pro wrestling. We love you all. 
Thanks for checking out the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my Wowie!